0: the Guns & Yoga Podcast. My name is Wendy Hummel and it's Tactical Tip Tuesday. So today's microcast is inspired by a friend of mine whose name I do have permission to use, Mandy Bruno. Mandy is a retired law enforcement officer in Kansas and she's also a retired member of the peer support team that I manage as part of my full-time job. And Mandy inspired this because she sent me a text a few days back and she said, I'm so glad you taught me box breathing and that was it. And I got a chance to catch up with her a few days later and hear the story. Now, I assumed that her story had something to do with peer support because she is on the peer support team and she frequently talks to people one-on-one and and in debriefings. And so I thought that's what the story was going to be about. But in fact, it had nothing to do with peer support. It just had to do with her own personal self-regulation. So for kind of a frame of reference here, In Kansas, we have bad weather sometimes. And just a few days ago, we had a pretty significant tornado. And Mandy was traveling. She was on an airplane during the storms. And she was telling me that upon landing, the pilot had to come back up, reroute because of the weather. And understandably so. She was uh, pretty freaked out. And so she started to practice her box breathing. And she said that she probably was box breathing for uh, upwards of 20 minutes and then kind of had to revisit it again because they still didn't land when they were supposed to. And so it just reminded me, you know, box breathing is something that I teach very frequently. It's something that I practice very frequently. And the reason I like to teach it, especially to first responders and for people on the peer support team is that. It's such a good way to self-regulate your nervous system, but it's so beneficial in so many ways. And so not only was it helpful for Mandy and her circumstance, but, um, it can help too with people who are having trouble falling asleep. Obviously, if you're feeling that nervous system activation, maybe you're feeling a sense of panic or stress or overwhelm, or maybe you're on the brink of having a panic attack. Being able to tap in and control the rhythmic part of your lungs so that you can control your breathing can really be a powerful way to get things under control. It can also help to decrease the cortisol, which is one of those stress hormones that's released into our system when our stress response is activated. It can also help to lower blood pressure. Now, I'm not in any way advocating that if you practice box breathing, you're going to be able to eliminate your high blood pressure medication, but I'm not saying that that wouldn't happen either. Um, It's also really good if you're looking to make a good decision and find some clarity. So when you practice box breathing, one of the things that happens is that you're really creating space in one part of your brain, which is that prefrontal cortex. A lot of times if we're experiencing stress or overwhelm and we're flooded with hormones and nervous energy, we're really living more in that amygdala or the lizard part of our brain. And so if we're able to practice box breathing, it's just one way to help us move from one part of the brain to the other so that we can make better decisions and think more clearly. I know that I can reflect back on many times when I was making really bad decisions out of the wrong part of my brain. And finally, before we get into how to box breathe, there's something called the vagus nerve. And the reason why box breathing is so beneficial is that the vagus nerve is being tapped into in this particular practice. The vagus nerve is the longest cranial nerve. It starts at the base of the brain and it runs along the sides of the face, the jaw, the sides of the neck, and most of the larger organ systems, digestion, respiration, it goes into our gut. And that's where the whole gut brain communication happens. It's that vagus nerve. And so when we are activated, when our stress response is going, um, is being tapped into frequently we're kind of decompressing or cutting off that nerve, that vagus nerve. And so by tapping in, by retaining the breath, by lengthening the inhale and the exhale, we're really helping to get into that parasympathetic branch of our nervous system, which is governed by the vagus nerve. Okay, so let's get into it. If you've never done it before, the reason why it's called box breathing, and by the way, this is a technique For those of you who are first responders and military people that are listening, this is something that Navy SEALs use very, very frequently is this box breathing technique. So take a seat, get comfortable. You can do this laying down as well. And if you're seated, just make sure that your feet are planted on the ground, not your legs aren't crossed and your feet aren't dangling. And then I want to remind you, most of us breathe very short, shallow chest breaths throughout the course of our day. And so While you're breathing this four part box breathing, I want you to think about inhaling through the belly and fully inflating the chest because very often short, shallow chest breaths we bypass the belly and the ribs completely. So, as you're going through this, keep that in mind. If you're laying down, one way you can kind of test this out is to put your hands on your belly and make sure that you're pressing your belly into your hands and then fully inflating the chest. Okay. If you're comfortable, the next thing you can do is close down the eyes. Now a lot of first responders are not comfortable closing their eyes. So I suggest kind of half open, half closed, or you can just pick a point that is still, if you are able to kind of dim the lights that can help kind of tap into the relaxation as well. But we don't always have that ability to to dim the lights and then just start to breathe. So I'm gonna direct you for four rounds, but you can continue this as long as you would like. Another thing to keep in mind, I'm gonna suggest that we inhale for a count of four, hold at the top of the breath for a count of four, exhale for a count of four, and then hold at the bottom of the breath for a count of four, envisioning the sides of a box or a square. If the four count is too long, Please feel free to shorten it to two or four. So let's get started. Sitting up tall, if you are seated, it's important to remember to bring the shoulders heavy and away from the ears. So, what does that mean? A lot of times, when our stress response is activated, you might notice that the shoulders creep up slowly towards the ears. And that's also what causes a lot of tension behind the shoulder blades and in that area. So Maybe bringing the shoulders up to the ears, pressing them back and then down so that they feel nice and heavy and then lining up the cervical spine, which is the back of the neck with the rest of the spine. And even like maybe leaning back just a little bit so that you're not putting that extra weight or pressure along the back of your neck. Often we do that when we're looking at our devices or at our MCT in our car, if you work patrol So just really thinking about lining everything up and we're going to start out by inhaling through the nose for a count of four, three, two, one, hold at the top, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, hold at the bottom, two, Three four inhale two three four hold at the top two three four exhale two three four hold at the bottom two three four inhale two three four Hold two, three, four. Exhale two, three, four. Hold at the bottom two, three, four. Inhale two, three, four. Hold at the top two, three, four. Exhale two. Three, four, hold at the bottom, two, three, four, and just sit for a moment and notice how everything feels. You can continue and do as many rounds of box breathing as you would like. And just keeping in mind that you can do this practice anytime throughout your day You don't have to close your eyes. No one has to know what you're doing, but it's a really great way, just like my friend Mandy knows, to kind of help reset the nervous system, kind of get through those times of worry or panic or stress and really be your own healer. You know how to control what you don't want to control you. I'm really glad you guys tuned in, and I really would like to hear back to find out what you, what other practices you incorporate when stress or panic or overwhelm get in the way. And for those of you that are peer supporters, I'd also really encourage you to share this with the other people in your peer support team, because oftentimes we're adding a whole other layer of stress sometimes when we are taking on some of the things that our peers uh, talk to us about, or especially during a critical incident stress debriefing, this can be a really good way to kind of reset your own system and self-regulate so that you can co-regulate with those people that you're trying to support.